Welcome and thank you for joining this week's podcast with the Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams. As believers, the Archbishop reveals that by speaking God's word by faith to prophesy, we can receive divine solutions to every one of life's challenges. NDW Ministries invites you to join our 1 million strong intercessors as we pray for nations and pray for you. Register online at ndwministries.org. Believe by faith that this is God's word for you today. Be empowered as you listen. It is what you say that defines and reveals your faith in God. What you say in times of testing, in times of trial, and in times of crisis and storms defines your faith and who you are. I know who you are, and I know your level of maturity in God, not when everything is okay, but in the times of crisis. In times when everything is falling apart, when I hear you, I know exactly where you are and where you stand with God. Job was the richest man in his day. He went to bed one night, lost everything, was a mogul, rose up in the morning, Having lost 10 of his kids, not knowing that God was testing his faith, lost his wealth and everything. Then the, his friends came and said, you are in violation of the law of God. You missed it. The wife said, curse God and die. And she said, woman, you talk like one of those silly women. I know that my redeemer liveth. Ah, I know that my redeemer liveth. My redeemer liveth. He knew something. He had a knowing. One thing I know, one thing I found, that God will work it out. Job knew that God was working this thing out behind the scenes. For we know that all things good and bad and ugly work together for the good of them that love God and are called according to his purpose. No wonder Paul said, I'm not ashamed. He said, don't be ashamed of me, he said, because of my chains. Because of my challenges and my adversities of life. Don't be ashamed of me. For it's just a matter of time. For there is nothing that has a beginning that doesn't have an end. These two will pass. To everything there is an end. And the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off. Come on somebody say yes. This morning I just want to talk to you. From the perspective of where we came from last week. And I want to make a simple announcement that you need to prophesy. You have to prophesy. Turn to somebody and say, you must prophesy, you. Yeah, you have to prophesy. Some of us are waiting for somebody to prophesy, but God needs you to prophesy. Whilst you are waiting for some prophet to come and prophesy for you, God said, you need to prophesy for yourself. What you are dealing with require you prophesying, not depending on someone to prophesy for you. See, I hear you. And you have to learn to operate according to God's methodology, God's protocols, and the way he does it. Got to do it God's way, and we'll get results. Say yes. Come with me to Psalm 119 verse 89. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. This word of God, this word settled in heaven is not about heaven. It's about issues and matters of the earth. 
It's about you and I. It's about our loved ones and our family and everything we love and care about. It's about our church, our future, our health, our finances, our nation, our grandchildren. It's about everything we care about. The word of the Lord is settled. It's done. You are not a work in progress. You are a finished work. You were done before you began. It was done. He said, I know the thoughts I have of you, Jeremiah 29, 11, for they are thoughts of good and not of evil to give you an expected end. So God determined our end before our beginning began. Isaiah 46, verse 10. Isaiah 46, verse 10. For God has this thing about him that he make known the end of all of us before our beginning. He goes to the end and determine how we must end. And then he goes to the beginning. Let nothing change. God expected end for our lives. Let nothing compromise. God expected end for us and our family. In the name of Jesus, name above every other name. Lift up both of your hands. Talk to the Father for one minute. Madukasi dahadas. Lokadu sawahan. Defayan kulawasin tukuluan. Selimi tukuluwasanda kapasitaya. Lakitudundi face wanti kanta sata. Lakatun le kayanda lahan mei sumilikitun kasuahadi asata. Isaiah 46 verse 10. Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient time the things that are not yet done. Uh -huh. Saying, my counsel shall stand yes. and I will do all my pleasure. I declare that irrespective of the devices irrespective of the evil counsel and the imaginations of the wicked, then it doesn't matter how far in advance the adversary is with his evil counsel and with his determination and conspiracy and agenda that the counsel of the Lord shall stand. Let the counsel of the Lord override the adversary. Let the counsel of the Lord overturn every mystery. Put your hands against overturn every evil counsel. We overturn every imagination of the wicked and the enemy concerning us and our family and our household, our sons, our daughters, our husband, our wife, our grandchildren, our health, our finances, our businesses, our nation, and this house. Let the counsel, let every evil counsel and agenda be aborted in the name of Jesus. We abort it. He declares the end from the beginning. That is how he operates. He proclaims and that word declared the end from the beginning is advanced knowledge. He prophesies and make known how things must be. He proclaimed, he prophesies the outcome of our lives, the outcome of our circumstances. So it doesn't matter what the enemy does and how far he goes with his plans and how advanced the plans of the adversary might be. Hey, at the end of the day, God will always have the last word. Come on, somebody. Ah, say, oh, my enemy, oh, my enemy. Make no mistake, make no mistake. Concerning this matter, God will have the last word. Come on, put your hands together. Shout yes. So this is what he does. He comes on the scene and he prophesies the outcome of situations and circumstances. He foretells. He proclaims, he makes an announcement that this is the outcome 
and your end. He declares the end from the beginning. Ancient time, from the times of old till now. Things that have not yet come to be or to pass. He has this attitude. He has this attitude of making known how things will turn out before they are beginning. He goes to the end of all of us and then he declares the outcome of our end. Then he comes back to begin our beginning. Hear me, there is nothing about our life that surprises God. There's nothing about you and I and our family that is new to God. For the Bible said he sees the things that are in darkness. David said before a thought comes into my head, you already knew it. There's nothing that is new to God. There's nothing about you and I and about our family that is a surprise to God. Things can be hidden from us and it becomes a mystery. There's no mystery to God. And today, anything that is a mystery to you and I, let it be demystified. I command it to be demystified in the name of Jesus. Say yes. Prophesy. 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 The Bible says, despise not prophecy or prophesying is important. Prophecy is to make is to make declarations or proclamations of the things God have predetermined to come to pass under the inspiration of the Most High. The Bible said that there is a spirit in man and the inspiration of the Most High giveth him illumination and understand. Today, let the breath of God, let the inspiration of the Almighty be upon somebody hearing me right now. Let the breath of God come upon you and receive illumination, receive understanding in your inner man. Say yes. And in Matthew, the sixth chapter and the tenth verse, the Bible said, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. The will of God and the kingdom, the rule of God as it is in heaven needs to come to earth. But the only way it's done, ladies and gentlemen, is for you and I to prophesy what God has said. Is to prophesy and proclaim and declare here on earth what heaven has said. It doesn't just happen because heaven determines, but because heaven has determined something to happen, don't mean it's going to happen. We need to announce it. Heaven needs your cooperation. Heaven needs you and I as a tool, as a vehicle, as channels that will carry out what heaven has already proclaimed and determined. God said, I need you, the believer, to announce what heaven has declared and what heavens have determined. Announce it. In announcing it, the elements comply. The earth complies. And everything falls into alignment when we prophesy we announce and proclaim and foretell and say, that says the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord have said. And it's when we prophesy what God has said, then we see manifestations of the things that God desires of you and I. Nothing happens until we open our mouth and prophesy. Keeping quiet, saying nothing doesn't help. Because whilst you are quiet, the adversary is speaking. The adversary is also prophesying. He's speaking his wishes. He's making known his desires, his expectations of us. And we need to counter. We need counter declarations and counter petitions. 
in the name of Jesus to counter by the counsel of God the wicked and evil counsel of the enemy. Say yes. Come with me if you please to the book of before we go to Ezekiel, come with me to Romans chapter 4. Romans 4, 17 and 18. Yeah, as it is written. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. I have made thee. It's already done, but you have to announce it. Because until you announce it, it's not done. You have to announce it. Psalm 107 verse 2. The Bible says, let the redeemer of the Lord, whom he had redeemed from the hand of the enemy, say so. It's done, but it has to be announced. It's done, but it must be proclaimed. It's done, but it must be decreed and declared here on earth. And it shall be as it is in heaven. But it's not done on earth as it is in heaven until somebody opens their mouth and prophesies. And prophesying means announce it. Tell somebody, announce it. Announce it. Declare it. Say it. Hear me. I wish there was any other way. But I've been preaching for 45 years. I began ministry at the age of 20 years. And I've been preaching for 45 years. And hear me. I'm, I don't know any other way. There's no other way. I've seen it all. This is the only way. There's no other way. Until we prophesy, nothing happens. I've prophesied a lot of things and I've seen them happen and come to pass. Some immediately. Some it took time. There are still things I prophesied concerning this country, this nation, that I'm yet to see it happen. And I will see it. I will see the manifestation before the coming of the Lord. I will see it in my lifetime. I am not dying today nor tomorrow until I see the full manifestation and effect of everything that I prophesy by the word of the Lord. Until that day, I will be in good health. I will stay strong and alive and see the full effect of everything that I have prophesied by the word of the Lord. And I am not dying or going anywhere until I have finished my heavenly call and mandate. And until I am ready to meet the master, I'm not moving. I don't know about you, but do kasiku tahandi vazaya. Hey, kusada hayas, madula hasid. Go ahead. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even yeah. God, who quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which be not as those Today, I command and declare, and I prophesy, let everything dead in your life come alive. Let there be a quickening of that which is dead in your finances, in your marriage, in strategic relationships, in your relationship with God. I command a resurrection, a resurrection of that which the enemy has killed. Let it come alive again. Put your hands together and say, oh Lord, revive us one more time. One more time. One more time. Revive us. Revive your work. Revive this house. Revive this ministry. Revive your servant. Lord, one more time. Habakkuk said the other day, he said, Lord, I heard your speech and I was afraid. And he said, Lord, in the midst of the years, revive thy work. 
Oh, that the Lord will revive us one more time. That God will revive us again. I remember many years ago, decades ago, I prophesied everything you see happening here and in, and in this ministry over the years, I prophesied them. I said them and people looked at me and thought something is wrong with him. Some people think I, I, I was off because I was saying things that didn't make sense. When we moved here 30 years ago, people looked at me and said, you know something? I, I had a lot of my, my, my board members to leave. We lost over 1,000 people to other churches when we moved from my father's out and the trade fair to this place. It, you come here, you see dead bodies lying here. They used to throw dead bodies here. We lived here with snakes, cows. There were all kinds of crazy things. He was here. Some of them know what I'm saying. And people looked at me and said, this guy is sick. Something is wrong with him. He's off. But hey, I was speaking the word of the Lord without understanding what I was saying myself. But deep down in my heart, I said it without explaining it. And the years have come and gone by. And the Lord said, if you move the church to that forest, if you move the church to the desert, if you move the church in the wilderness, I will make a way and I will cut rivers in the desert. 30 years after, he said, he said, he said, I will bring the city. I will bring the city to you. I will bring the city to you. Today, check the Springtex Road. See what is here from Shop Ride to Sakumono Johnson. Town has come here because I came. Come on, somebody. Put your hands together. Give him praise. Read, oh Lord. I have heard. I have heard thy speech. Uh-huh. Yeah. I have heard thy speech and was afraid. I was oh, afraid. Lord, revive thy work in the midst of the years. Yes, sir. In the midst of the years, make known and in wrath, remember mercy. In wrath, in your anger, remember mercy. In the midst of the years, revive this house. Revive this work one more time. All oh, that we may see his glory one more time. It's time to prophesy. I will see. I will see his glory once more. He said, revive thy works in the midst of the years. In the midst of 2022. Revive, O oh Lord. Revive this house. Revive your people. Revive thy works in the midst of us. Do a new thing that we might see thy glory. He said, consider not the works of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. I'll make rivers in the desert and a way in the wilderness. Come on, say yes. Come with me to Ezekiel 37 from verse 1 to 14. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord. He said, the hand of the Lord. Somebody say, the hand of the Lord. Come on, talk to me. Say, the hand of the Lord. Come on, say, the hand, the hand of the Lord. The power of God was upon me carried me not in my emotions, not in my imaginations or in my thoughts, no, in my feelings, but in the spirit. You got to learn how 
to detach your emotions and your feelings and from situations every now and then because the adversary will try to touch something you care about the most and something you love the most to touch your emotions to pull your emotions and to pull you out of the spirit but you gotta learn how to release things and say God I trust you with what I can't do anything about it's in your hands oh Lord and detach your emotions and realize that there are situations you and I can do nothing about and we just got to work with him and let him work with us and detach our emotions because as long as he ties your emotions into the situation you can never flow in the spirit you can't move in the spirit and the hand of the Lord may be upon you but he can carry you he can direct you he can work with you because you are stuck in your emotions you are stuck in feelings Tell somebody, detach your emotions. Let go and let God. I was talking to somebody the other day about forgiveness. And I said, you know why people struggle to forgive? It's because they don't understand forgiveness. Nelson Mandela said the other day when he was asked to go home, he stood in his prison door just before he walked out and made a statement. He said, as I stand, at the door to my freedom. I realize that if I don't leave behind my bitterness, my hatred and unforgiveness, I will walk through this door of freedom and I'll still be in prison. Nelson Mandela said, unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the one that offended you to die. And I said to him, I said, Forgiveness simple means handing the matter over to God and let God deal with it and step aside. That's it. That's what forgiveness. Because you see, he said, judge not that you may not be judged. And unforgiveness is judging somebody. When you hold on forgiveness and bitterness, you are judging somebody. It doesn't matter what they've done to hurt you, to betray you. Release it. Let God deal with them. And he does it better than you and I. So when I forgive you, it doesn't mean you will go unpunished. No, 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 no. I've just done what is required of me by God. He said, vengeance is mine. I will repay. So when I forgive you, it means I've handed the matter over to the judge of all flesh. For him to handle the matter. And I'm stepping out of the way. And I said, God, you handle it any way you choose to. I release it to you. I refuse to be a judge. I refuse to play God in anybody's life. I need forgiveness myself. So I let it go. I hand it over. That is what forgiveness means. Handing the matter over to the master. He said, vengeance is mine and I'll repay. I've handed it over to him. But you will not go unpunished. But I don't determine the punishment. He does. Blessed. Assurance, yeah, Jesus is mine. Oh, whatever taste of glory divine, her own salvation. Yes, 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 yes. Oh God, yeah, born of 
washed in his blood. This is my story. This is my song. Praising myself. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Put your hands together. You may be seated. Okay, let's go ahead with our scripture. The hand of the Lord the was upon me. The hand of the Lord me. was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of uh -huh. the Lord's of the Spirit of the Lord, yeah. and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones, yeah. and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, 
there were very many in the open valley. Yes. And lo, they were very dry. He said, the hand of the Lord carried me, came upon me, carried me, took me to the valley full of dry bones. And there were many, and they were very dry. And, and then he took me around. He allowed me to go around, to observe, to take notice, to analyze the situation and, and to, to see if I can make sense of the situation, to appreciate what I was dealing with, to make me aware of what was on the ground. And when I had seen all and observed all, then he said to me, go ahead. And he said unto me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. He said, and after I have observed and taken notice and made aware of the situation as it were and as it were in the spirit, then God said to me, son of man, from man's perspective and point of view, what thinketh or saith thou? He said, Lord, this situation is a hopeless situation. I feel hopeless. There is a feeling of powerlessness, perplexity, hope gone. And from my human point of view, I have no understanding and I can't see my way out. And it don't look like anything could happen and change. It is what it is. And God said, no, it's not what it says. Let me tell you from my perspective what I see. I'm going to tell you what I see. And in order for what I see to become a reality, I need a partner. I need a vehicle. I need an instrument. I need a channel. I need some agreement. And I need you to announce what I see. I need you to prophesy what I see. And if you prophesy what I see, according to my instructions and my order, you will see the manifestation of what I see about that which you call dry. Go ahead. Again he said unto me, prophesy upon these bones. He said, he said, son of man, what you haven't done, you haven't done one thing. You've done many things, but there is something that needs to be done that will change the equation. It will change the dynamics. It will change the circumstances. It will turn things around. And that is one thing you haven't done. You are speaking like mere men. You are confessing everything happening in town. You are talking like someone who don't have faith and don't know God. You are talking like the unsaved people. You are speaking the language of the adversary. You are speaking the language of men. You are confessing and agreeing with the enemy that things are difficult, tough, dry. Hey, hear me. It's not like I don't feel it. But, but listen, when you face a situation that don't make sense and you can't change it don't agree with it aha uh -huh. i'm telling you yeah i live here in ghana the other day one of my drivers came and he wanted money for petrol and i said but i just gave you money for petrol he said the prices have changed I almost said put water in the car. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. And those of you out there who use everything I say against me, be careful. Be careful. Amen. 
It's like they don't want you to preach anymore. They want you to read your sermon. No, I won't read my sermon. I will be under the inspiration of the Almighty. Say amen. So I understand that the times are difficult. And it's not just Ghana. It's everywhere. Everybody's crying. But God in the mix of it all, if we will prophesy according to the word of the Lord, what seems to be impossible, God will turn it around. Say yes. And so look at the strategy God gave him. He said, prophesy, prophesy upon these bones and say unto them. He said, prophesy upon the dry bones you call very dry. And listen to what he said. Oh, ye dry bones, uh -huh. hear the word of the Lord. You see, he didn't say hear my feelings. He didn't say hear my emotions, my opinion, my thoughts, my imaginations, my reasoning, my argument, my tears. He said, hear ye the word of the Lord. So God said, these bones, eh? That is so dry, will only respond to my word. For in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And all things was made and created by the word. And there was nothing made or created that was made or created without the word. And the word took flesh and dwelt among us. Then the Bible says that this word takes preeminence over everything. So God said, the bones was created by my word. And within my word is the capability to inject life into these bones. My word has what it takes to change the conditions of these bones. So prophesy and say to the bones, hear ye the word of the Lord. Not your word, not your feelings, not your tears, not your argument, not your emotions, but the word of the Lord. Hear ye the word of the Lord. God said, you've been talking to the bones. You've been addressing the issue. You've been trying to handle it. You've been trying to make sense of it outside of the word of the Lord. But now, address it. Confront it with the word of the Lord and see changes take place. God said, I see something you don't see, son of man. I see an outcome different from the outcome you see. And in order for my outcome to come to pass, I need you here on earth to announce the outcome. I need you to foretell. I need you to prophesy. I need you to proclaim. I need you against all odds and contradiction and against all your fears and your worries and what men are saying and what you've heard and what you feel. I need you to say, God says, the Lord in the midst of the storm and watch and see what the word of God can do. Come on, somebody, put your hands together. Thank God for the word. Go ahead. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones. Uh -huh. Behold, uh -huh. I will cause breath to enter into you. Yes, and sir. And you shall live. Yes, sir. And I will lay sinews upon you. Uh -huh. And I will bring up flesh upon you. Yeah. And cover you with skin. Yes, sir. And put breath in you. Uh -huh. And you shall live. Uh -huh. And you shall know that I am the Lord. Uh -huh. So I prophesied as I was commanded. I prophesied as I was commanded. Go ahead. And as I prophesied, uh -huh. there was a noise. There was a noise. You know why there is silence in the church? You know why the church is so quiet? And there was, the, the, we, we, we don't have and feel spiritual activities anymore. The shout here is not just a noise. This is not just an ordinary noise. But this is a divine announcement. It's a sound of a trumpet. This is a different kind of sound. We need to hear the sound from heaven. 
Ladies and gentlemen, there is a sound. There is a sound. There is a vibration. There is a vibration and a sound from heaven. And those who hear it will never be the same again. Put your hands together and say yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. There was a noise. A noise. And behold, a shaking. He said, there was a noise. And behold, a shaking. A shaking. The Bible said, we haven't received a kingdom that cannot be moved. That God will shake all things. That that which cannot be moved will remain. There is an ongoing shaking. The shaking here, God is going to allow us to be tested. Our faith will be tested. Relationships will be tested. Relationship between father and mother. Between a husband and a wife. Between son and a, a father. A daughter and a mother. Siblings and friends. Relationship will be tested. God said, I will shake all things. To see what you are made of. I don't know who you are until you are shaken. I don't know what kind of material you are made of until you are tested. And until you've been tested and tried, I don't trust you. I don't trust you. Yeah. It is how you respond and how you handle crisis and challenges that tells me who you are and the level of your maturity. Not your gift. Not your anointing. But it's how you handle challenges. It's how you endure crisis. For he that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. Today's generation don't have staying power. Today's generation don't know how to endure anything. Everything is a problem. They don't know how to stand still and see the salvation of God. They don't know how to stand their ground. Having done all, stand, stand. Taking the shield of faith, wherein you might be able to quench every fiery dart of the enemy. Then he said, having done all, praying with all prayers and supplication in the spirit. Having done all, stand, stand. Taking the shield of faith. Then he said, praying. After all that, it's time to pray. With all kinds and types of prayer in the spirit with every supplication. Don't tell me how long you've been in the Lord. Let me see how you handle and manage crisis. Let me see who you are when you're under fire. Yeah. It is when you're under fire then I know who you are. Yeah. And the bones came together. Bone the bones. Bone. When we prophesy, things that are scattered and falling apart will begin to come together. Yeah. Togetherness will take place and happen in our lives, in our homes, at the marketplace, in our country, in our nation. When we prophesy and stop criticizing and talking ill of everything, of the president and of, of, of the opposition and of everybody, let's grow up. Let's grow up. Let's stop being babes. I'm not saying we don't have problems. We do. I'm not saying that everything is perfect. No, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that it is better to prophesy than to agree with the enemy. It's better to be an agent of prophecy and an agent of change than an agent of echoing what is wrong. 
I want to be an agent of change. Yeah. I don't want to go around carrying evil news. And I've learned not to tell people my pain unless you have the power to fix it. Most times we go around telling everybody our pain, how we feel betrayed, undermined, offended and hurt and bitter. And they have nothing to do. They can't help you. And they go spreading your pain and say, do you know what just happened? Do you know what is going on with him? Because they themselves don't have answers to it. So I've learned not to tell people my pain. How are you doing? It is well. That is what the Shunammite woman did. She understood that the, the servant of the prophet couldn't do anything about it. She understood that the husband had no answer to the situation. So she didn't tell the husband the child was dead. She said it shall be well. The servant says, is he well with you? He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is well. You don't have what I need. I'm going to the real person. Don't spend your time telling people your pain who don't have answers to it. Because they themselves are carrying their own pain. When I hear people say, trust me, tell me what's going on. Tell you what. There's nothing going on. Nothing. Nothing going on. Trust me. Trust you with what? Curse is any, everyone that put his trust in the arm of flesh. Go ahead. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh you came see? up upon you see? He said, after I prophesied, I stood by and I began to observe and I saw what I prophesied which God saw before I prophesied that I was commanded to prophesy in order for what God has seen and determined to happen, I saw that which I prophesied happening by the word of the Lord. So watch it. Look at it. Go ahead. Behold, the sinews and the flesh came up upon them uh -huh. and the skin covered them about, uh -huh. but there was no breath in you them. See? You see, this is it. There wouldn't have been flesh, sinew, and skin covering the dry bones if he hadn't prophesied. May I submit to you, ladies and gentlemen, it don't matter who you are, how long you've been in the Lord, until you prophesy and you keep prophesying, that situation ain't going to change. It's going to stay the same. It's only the word of the Lord that can change the dynamics and the equation of your situation. And then he said, he saw what he prophesied had happened. But there was one thing out of place. He said, there was no breath in them. And the word of the Lord came again to him and said, you've been prophesying, but you need to keep prophesying. I know some of you are saying, Papa, I've been prophesying. Yes, me too. I've been prophesying over things. I've seen a lot of things come to pass that I prophesy. And there are still some things I'm prophesying. And I haven't seen anything yet. But yet I believe. Yet I believe. I believe. I believe. There's no other way. There's no other way. If there's any other way, I would have tried it. But there's no other way. There's no other way. We're expecting the master. In the Jewish faith, they never go against the law of the Sabbath. You go to Israel at the Wailing Wall. Any time of the year, 
any time of the day, you see thousands standing there rehearsing the Torah. Rehearsing the Torah. The Hebrew scriptures. Night and day, midnight, 2, 3 a.m. in the morning, the place is packed and all doing is rehearsing the Torah. The rich, the poor, the young and the old, they are all there doing the same thing all their lives. You check the Islamic faith. They pray three, four times a day praying the same thing. I know their prayers. I've studied it. Praying the same thing five times a day. Whether they are rich or poor, young or old. We are the only faith or religion that for whatever reason we don't follow we don't follow our protocol. We don't follow the things that are required to make us better. We quit. We give up. And that's why we don't see permanent victories like we ought to. And that's why we have to depend on others to help us. But it's required of all of us to prophesy. Whosoever shall say to this mountain, Whosoever shall say, not when your pastor or your archbishop or your prophet says, but whosoever, you are the whosoever. It is required of you to speak. Second Corinthians 4.13 According as it is written, they believe and therefore they spoke. We also believe and therefore we speak. If you believe, say it. If you believe, say it. The woman suffering from an issue of blood. The Bible said she had tried everything. Spent all she had and got worse. Her situation was worse. She couldn't fix it. Do anything about it. Then one day she heard of Jesus. And the Bible said she said in herself or to herself. She prophesied to herself. Hear me. Every now and then. Every now and then, you must learn to prophesy to yourself. Because situations will come your way that you look around and there's nowhere to turn. And the only thing you got to do is to prophesy to yourself. And the Bible said, she said to herself, she prophesied to herself and said, If I can but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. Yeah. And she was made whole. She said it. She acted upon it. She received it. Happened. You gotta stop cursing yourself. You gotta stop speaking unbelief to yourself. Stop cursing yourself. Speak the word. Keep speaking the word. Keep prophesying. And as you keep prophesying, and hearing the word over and over again, you begin to believe it. The word will drive away your tears and your doubts and your fears. Go ahead, Bishop. Then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind, uh -huh. prophesy, son of man, again, and say to he the said, wind. He said, prophesy, and then he repeated, prophesy. Say because, to the wind, uh -huh. thus saith the Lord God, mm -hmm. come from the four winds. O oh, I speak to the four winds. Come with our blessings. Come with our good fortunes. Bring us, bring us a restoration of our wasted years. Return our stolen goods. Oh, spirit of the living God, 
all ministering angels, go to town, go to the four wings of the earth and bring to us, gather unto us our sons and our daughters. Bring back to us our sons and our daughters from wherever they've been and carried to into captivity. Free them out and let them come back home. Go ahead. And breathe upon these slain that they may live. Uh-huh. So I prophesied as he commanded me. You see, then he repeated, I prophesied again. And the breath came into them. And bread came not because I kept silence, but bread came because I prophesied. If you prophesy, breath will come. Go ahead. And, and they lived uh -huh. and stood up upon their feet. Yeah. An exceeding great army. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Then he said unto me, Son of man, yes. these bones are the whole house of Israel. Yes, sir. Behold, they say. Our bones are dry. Behold, they say, there are a lot of talking going on in town. Today, we live in the era of social media, where everything is out there. As I'm talking to you right now, and some of you online, you are Googling me. That's the latest thing. Somebody said to me the other day, Papa, have you Googled this guy? Have you checked him out? And I said, I don't need to Google him. I will check him out myself. Yeah, I have a way of checking people out. I don't need Google to Google anything. I can Google you myself. I have my own Google. But we live in a generation where everything is on social media. The good, the bad, and the ugly is on social media. Have you seen? Have you heard? Somebody sent me a video the other day, and I said, please, stop sending me these kind of videos. I don't want to know what's going on. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. This generation believes in putting everything out there. And I said, please don't send me this kind of video, especially about this person. Don't do it. I, I'm not interested. I don't want to watch. Somebody said, have you seen? I said, seen what? That video is trending. I said, I don't care what is trending. There is only one reality. At the end of the day, make no mistake. On this matter, God will have the last word. Come on, put your hands together. Put your hands together. Make, come on, come on, come on. Come on, shout yes, yes, yes. It's just a matter of time and the tables will turn. Let the tables turn, 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 turn. We overturn the tables, we overturn the tides. We turn the storm in our favor, the wind in our favor. In the name of Jesus. I don't live my life by social media. I began ministry preaching at the age of 20. I've been preaching for 45 years. In the mix of the good, the bad, and the ugly, I've been preaching. And I have no other choice. I bend the bridges to my back. I got nowhere to go. Woe is me if I preach not the gospel. I preach when I feel like preaching. I feel when I don't feel like preaching, I preach. I'm telling you, I don't preach. Yesterday, I was talking to someone and said, Papa, Papa, you are tired. Why don't you rest? And I said, there is no rest for me. I said, the Bible said, there is now rest for the children of God. Therefore, let us labor that we may enter that rest. And I said, this is not your time. 
to go on vacation. I have, I have a lot of unfinished business and there are some unresolved issues that must be resolved. And I declare today before heaven and earth that every unresolved issue concerning this house and my life and the future and my country shall be resolved by the word of the Lord. If you believe it, put your hands together. Say yes. Say yes. Say yes. I said to somebody the other day, he said, Papa, show me the secret of your success. And I said, me, I'm not successful. I don't live for success. That's not what I live for. I live for longevity and eternity. And when you have longevity, you have success. I've seen people successful who didn't have longevity. My passion in life is not about being successful. It's about longevity and eternity. Living with eternity in mind and at heart. Kadula vas, felu takum, de wanda hansu wan, leiki tulahakus, oh sadimahan, de layatun de kasan, fusu wahanki sandu batayas. Ah, amayakundu wasa. I will not sleep nor die until I'm ready to meet my master, to meet my maker. When I'm fully ready and confident that it is done, Paul said, I finished my call. Jesus said, it is finished. And until that day, let no one make a mistake. Jesus said, no one takes my life. Ah, Kisodumas, Salanda, Kusa afind to one to Kabahan beyanda kuwahalindi mahan seniki falbu wahasi lekatundi balasa. Second Timothy four eighteen. Second Timothy four eighteen. For the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and preserve me unto His heavenly kingdom. Say yes. Hmm. Thank you, Lord. Behold, they bishop. say, uh -huh. they say, our bodies are dried. They say, and our hope is lost. They say, we there's no hope for us. We are the other day in Psalm three, David said, Lord, why have they increased that trouble me? He said, these people trouble me. They go around spreading and speculating lies of me and of my children and of my ministry, and yet they are increasing. They are doing well. They seems to be doing well, and then. After a while, he got it. And he said, but, but, you have spoken. They say, they are saying, they are speculation. It's trending. But he said, against all odds, against all that they are saying and against all contradiction. For thou, O Lord, are a shield about me, my glory and the lifter up of my head. Say yes. The Bible said in the book of Job the other day, when men are cast down and destroyed, then shall thou say, there is a lifting up. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't matter how far and how advanced the enemy's plan is against you and your loved ones and your family and this house and this nation. I declare by the word of the Lord that there is a lifting up when the wicked fall, when men are cast down and they shall be cast, they will fall to the ground. And we will say, 
there is a lifting up. Today I announce that the Lord is opening up our graves. That everything that has been dead and sealed up, where there is no hope for, that the enemy killed, God is resurrecting it. Faiths and dreams and hopes and visions that the enemy killed are resurrecting and coming alive again. What he meant for evil, God is turning it for good. Come on somebody, put your hands together, give him praise. Praise him. Praise him. Give him praise. Go ahead. And I will bring you into the land of Israel. Yes, sir. And you shall know that I am the Lord. Yes, sir. When I have opened your graves, all yes, sir. people, and brought you up out of your graves, uh -huh. and shall put my spirit in you. Yes, sir. And you shall live. Uh -huh. And I shall place you in your own land. Yes, sir. Then shall you know that I am the Lord. I, the Lord, have spoken it. Yeah. And performed it. Yes, sir. Say the Lord. I've spoken it. Performed it. But I need you to announce it. I need you to prophesy what I have said on earth. And it shall come into full effect. This morning, the Bible said, who are down? Oh, mountain. What is a mountain? A mountain is a complex situation. That which is complicated, stubborn, tough, challenging, difficult, unmovable. He said, who are thou, O mountain? I declare, let every mountain perish. Let every mountain in the name of Jesus be destroyed before you. Today, as we prophesy, let mountains move. Let mountains become plain. Let mountains be level. In the name of Jesus, say yes. Come on, somebody say yes. Put your hands together and say yes. Somebody say, Lord, I believe. Hey. Who are thou, O mountain? Before the Rubabel, thou shalt become a plain. You become plain. And it shall bring forth the headstone thereof. We'll bring forth the headstone. The stone that the builders rejected. We might be rejected today. Today you might be insignificant to the enemy. You look insignificant to people. They don't seem to know where you are coming from. You don't look like you are going somewhere. But may I prophesy that somebody from nowhere is going somewhere. Someone who is, who is regarded as nothing is about to become something. Come on, somebody. Put your hands together. Give him praise. Hear me. Church, time changes. Time changes. The Bible said, the Bible said, blessed are those who mourn. Are you hearing me? For they shall be comforted. So it's okay. It's okay to mourn. It's okay. He's turned my mourning into dancing. I think it's Psalm 37. Eh? Check the verse. He's turned. I declare and I prophesy that the Lord is turning somebody's mourning into dancing. Now hear me. The Bible said, Thou prepares me a table in the presence of my enemies. You know what our problem is? We are looking at the enemy and not at the table. Take your eyes off the enemy. Look on the table. There is victory on the table. There is restoration on the table. There is peace on the table. 
There is vindication on the table. There is power on the table. Look on the table. Take your eyes off the enemy. Somebody put your hands together. Shout yes. Hallelujah. Where are we, Bishop? Thou hast turned for me my morning into dancing. Psalm 37. Psalm 30 verse 11. 30 verse 11. Psalm 30. Thou hast put off my sackcloth and uh -huh. gathered me with gladness. Hear me. For morning, for sound love, you have gladness. I prophesy gladness in the name of Jesus. Let the Lord turn our sound cloth and our morning into dancing. I declare you will dance. You will celebrate. I see the days of dancing and celebration and not mourning. I declare for mourning you will dance. For sound cloud happiness, celebration of God's goodness and mercy. Come on somebody, put your hands together. Shout yes. Hear me. Nothing is permanent. Those of you who think today you are rejoicing, it's a matter of time. Look at Micah 7, 8. Micah 7, 8. Make no mistake, my enemy. Make no mistake. For if I sleep and if I fall, the Lord will bring me back again. I will rise again. Oh, I will rise again. I will rise again. I will bounce back again. The Bible said he will deliver me in six trouble. Yea, on the seventh, no evil shall touch you. Abula Kusa wan Felandaka Usandi Alanta Kahan Eleiki Tuwalahan. Oh, my enemy, make no mistake. If you think this is it, you are joking. You were not there when I was commissioned. You don't know what I was made of. You don't know my word of commission and ordination. You were not there. You didn't make me, so you cannot unmake me. You did not lift me, so you can't bring me down. You will go down before you bring me down. Say, anyone that wants to bring me down shall go down in the name of Jesus. God, he said, Rejoice not, rejoice not against me. Oh, don't rejoice, oh. don't rejoice. You don't have the final word yet. Don't rejoice, don't celebrate. When Jesus was laid in the grave on the first day, on that day, there were, there, there were no sick in any hospital, all the hospitals were discharged. Sick, the sick at the hospital was discharged. There was no sick person in the hospital, everywhere was empty. There were no crisis or accident anywhere. There was celebration in hell. The first day they were celebrating Satan's victory and triumph over the Son of God. Second day they were celebrating. On the third day the Father said it is enough. Somebody say it's enough. Oh come on. Somebody say it's enough. Say this is how far it goes. This is how far it goes. Proceed no further. Say proceed no further. Farming that scripture. It is enough. Um, about David and the 70,000. 2 Samuel 24 verse 16. Yeah, 2 Samuel 24 16. Look at it. 2 Samuel 24 16. It is enough. This is how far you go. You will not proceed any further. I declare it doesn't matter what the situation. From today, the adversary will not proceed any further. We 
are so blessed to have you listening with us on the Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams podcast today. Our ministry exists to equip and empower God's people with the transformational power of apostolic prayer and deliverance. You can partner with us by bringing the revival of prayer to our global community and sowing a seed, renewing your mind through our books, or increasing your knowledge through our online school of ministries. Access all our resources at www.ndwministries.org. Know today that we are partnering with you in daily prayer for daily triumph. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and we look forward to you joining next week. Give him your love, he's in love with